Welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the first house call. Now, this is such an important part of your design process, and I want to thank designer that um, asked the question on YouTube. I do read your comments. I love reading the comments, and um, and I'll I try to answer back as often as I can. And so I really I want you to keep asking me questions because I know you have them right. Uh, Designing is ever-changing. It's always evolving, and my life is evolving. Gosh, this week at the store has been crazy. It's uh, the end of the month. It's always a big in retail. It's the end of the month. How many sales can you get in? And it was great. The designers here had this positive, fun uh, competitiveness going. You know, Ava reached the next tier in our commission structure. She was so excited. It was the first time she had hit, you know, that price level. Well, then David couldn't be left behind. Ava, you know, he couldn't have Ava beating him. So then, and towards the end, Karen, the last night of the month, Karen's on the phone going, hold on, I've got another client that I just have to call and get her credit card for. And I'm quickly figuring out this window treatment so we can verify that we've got everything, you know, everything's ready and that she just has to get the credit card. And so it was really fun. We had a great end of the month. It's the highest sales we've had so far since being open, which is a huge, whew, we are making it. But it was just fun seeing the camaraderie, seeing the designers working together and playing and helping each other and, you know, helping each other with projects and, you know, oh, you need a lamp? Okay, I'll find it. You go find the, the drapery fabric. And it was just a great energy in the store. Uh, so that was great. Well, we emptied out the store <laughs> between the new staging program that we're having and the designers that there were things that they just needed to fill and accessories. So yesterday we spent the entire day rearranging the floor getting ready for fall, adding in our fall decorations, but I am tired. <laughs> Last night was definitely a hot tub night. I'm getting too old for the moving furniture part. Um, but it was great. And it still, you know, reminds me of why I love being a designer. It's still fun. It's like uh, art with furniture. So let's talk about that first house call. It really is sort of the cornerstone of my whole system and how this all kind of started. Um and I'll give you examples and I'll tell you some stories and uh, one that always sticks in my mind. And this was before um, I even had really a grasp on my system. So this was, you know, maybe 15 years ago. And I was talking to a designer. At, we were down in California and I was um, giving a guest lecture at an ASID meeting down there. And uh, a designer came up to me afterwards and she said, you know, I just, I need your help. I don't know. I, there's something I'm doing wrong. She said, I was at this client's house for three hours and she didn't buy anything. I thought, what? Okay. <laughs> Let's unpack this, right? First of all, why would you expect anyone to buy anything, your first house call? Secondly, what were you doing there for three hours? And we started talking and, and she was giving away her design. She spent three hours giving that talent that she has. That's what people are paying you for. So the first house call is everything. You know, you set it up when they when they reach out to you through your website or they call. And, um, you know, I, I teach you never give your pricing over the phone. You never give your pricing on your website. These are things, there, there, there's too many variables that could happen when you get to that house. You have to see 
the project, right? You need to be there and see what this project's going to look like before you tell them how much you're going to charge. Because like I've said in the past, what if they're hoarders? What if, you know, there was one client, um, one of my, uh, coaching clients went and she said, I went to this house and we were talking budget and the entire house was filled with Ikea furniture that was just trashed by her kids. And she said, well, no, no, that furniture's fine. I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to change that out, but I need help, you know, organizing this. And she had to have the tough conversation that, you know, maybe you're not quite ready for a designer yet. But if she had just given a price over the phone, and got there and realized there is no way I could help this person, you know, she would have sort of backed herself into a corner. So this first house call, it it isn't your service yet. I like to think of it as a, sort of part of your marketing. Now, it is kind of controversial in the designer coaching uh, area and just amongst designers in general, whether or not to charge for your first house call. And I never do. I never have. Because in my mind, if I was having someone come over, you know, let's say you have a plumber come over and you want them to give you a quote to to fix your plumbing. You wouldn't expect to have to pay him to come to your house to look to see what the problem was. He tells you what the work is going to be and gives you an estimate. And that's what you're expected to pay. So why why would you charge anyone just to come to their house and see if it's going to be a good fit. I mean, I get it. It's an hour of your time. But that's my point. It should, A, only be an hour of your time. And B, this is marketing. You spend one hour of your time and you're either going to you know, decide that you don't want to work with this person or it gives you a chance to really make that connection and to sell your services, to sell everything that you're going to bring you know, to this project, all of your talent, all of your skills. You're not giving them your ideas, though. You're just there to gather information. So I'm going to start with when, when they reach out to you on the website, when they call you. And again, you're not telling prices, but you say, um, now... I'd love to come over. Are you free on Tuesday? I'm going to come over and I'm just going to gather information. I'm going to be taking measurements. I'm going to be taking pictures. I'm going to see your space and get your ideas. I really want to see if this is going to be a great project for us to work on together because once you start a design project, it's really a personal, um, you know, it's pretty an intense relationship we will have. So, um, you know, let's see if you even want to work with me. It takes the pressure off of them. What if I have this person come out and I don't like them? I don't like their ideas. I don't like, you know, our personalities don't mesh. So it gives them an out, but it also gives you that freedom to say, you know, maybe, maybe you're not quite ready for me yet. It looks like you've got a lot of organizing to do and you've got a lot of planning to do and really figuring out what it is you want for this space. Why don't I reach out to you again in about three weeks and we can revisit? But it gives you that freedom to choose your client to see if this is a project you want to work on. So once you're there, this is another big key part, right? You you get to the house, you're there on time, your car is clean, everything matters. If they see your car and, you know, it's trashed and it's dirty, what does that say about your attention to detail, your taste. Your, uh, when I first started and I had this little beater, 
<laughs> Mazda had no paint on it. It was terrible. My first, gosh, six months of being a designer, I would park way down the street behind a tree so they couldn't see my car and schlep all my samples up to their house. But it, it is important. Everything matters. So you get there on time. You look professional. Um, I never wear jeans to my first house call when I was an independent designer because I think it also sets the tone that I'm a professional. I'm coming here to help you as a professional. This isn't just a casual, you know, I'm going to, it's going to feel like we're friends by the end of this meeting, but you're going to have to pay me, right? That's, that's how you want to dress. You want to dress like you deserve your salary. It's important. So you get there, the door opens. And you just start with chit-chat. Hi, oh my gosh, so nice to meet you in person. What a beautiful neighborhood. Look at your view. It's fantastic. So you're, you're actually starting to gather information. This is where it begins. Let's say that they, um, oh no, we've lived here for years. Uh, we plan to stay here. You know, I grew up in this town. All right, well then, to me that says this is possibly their forever house. Maybe they're going to be able to invest a little more in the house. They'll want to put money into the kitchen and things that that will add value in the long run. Every, every piece of information that they give you at this first house call is important. So you need to pay attention to everything, starting from the very beginning. So you, you get through that little, you know, welcome chit-chat. Uh, and as you step into the house, you need to review what you told them on the phone, why you're there. You need to say, all right, now remember, you know, Kathy, this is uh, my information gathering appointment. This is where I want to see your space and I want to hear your ideas and the needs that you have. Um, I want to get to know you better and you know, let's see if it's going to be a good fit because we'll be working together for quite a while. So show me your project. And you let them lead you to the space they want to work on. Now, here's where it gets important. This is, this is where a lot of designers make the mistake. They walk in and when, when as a designer, someone that has this um, passion that I talk about, you know, that you're born with, you love design, you love interior design, you love magazines, you love fabrics, you love everything that has to do with design. It's your instinct to walk in and go, oh, I know what to do. I, I instantly know this furniture is placed wrong, the color's wrong, the lighting's wrong. Instantly, you'll know what this could look like, but you can't tell them. You can't let them know that because that's your superpower. That is, that is what they're going to hire you for. So you zip it. And it's hard for most of us. I had to learn this after years of, uh, you know, wasting time. You keep it to yourself, but you're gathering information. You've got your sketchbook. You're taking notes. And make little notes on the sideline. Uh, you know, large mirror in the foyer would be beautiful. Um, possible, you know, rework of the floor plan in the living room. You know, needs an area rug, needs lighting. You're making little notes in your sketchbook, but you're also writing down what your client is saying. You know, what are their spouse names? What are their kids' names? What is their dog's name? Because if you know they have kids and a dog, it's going to decide what fabric that you choose. See, everything's important. As you're walking through, notice what music they listen to. Notice what handbag she carries. Notice if their house is in constant disarray, if they've got 
kids' toys everywhere and the breakfast dishes are still out? Or is this a pristine, clean, can you please take your shoes off kind of a house? This is going to help you decide how you design the space and how you work with that client, how you present yourself. Every time you meet with them, are you going to make sure you're super organized and you know every, every T is crossed and I is dotted? Or is it someone, I've had clients like this, where it's so casual and their kids are everywhere. I got to bring my kids. You know, we talked to that first house call like, oh, I've got kids the same age. They'd be, you know, have a great time playing together. So, but I learned it at that first house call. It's all little pieces of information that you're gathering. As you're walking through, these are some of the best tips that I have because this is where that time suck comes in. The client is just as excited to have a designer in their house. And they realize that, oh, I can be honest with this person and they're not going to judge me. And all right, I've got her here. Let me, let me show them everything in the house that I have ideas about, every place that I want help with. But that would take way too long, much too much time. So let's say when they call it, they say, well, you know, I really need help with my living room and possibly my kitchen. So you say, you know, show me your space, show me your project. You go into the living room and she's talking about, um, you know, well, gosh, I bought this sofa and I just hate it now. You know, what do you think? Oh, well, how long did you have it? You know, where did you get it from? So you'd like a piece that would last longer. Great. I'll take notes. And then she'll say, maybe, um, I just don't know how to lay it out and the kids' toys are always out and I wish I could find some, some way to corral the toys. Oh, okay, so storage is important to you. And you make a note. All right, let's see, floor plan. Now, if you, do you park in your garage normally? Okay, so when you're carrying groceries in, you're coming from your garage, and let's see, you probably walk through here to go straight to the kitchen. All right, so traffic pattern is going to be important. We're going to make sure that we have a clear traffic pattern from your garage door into your kitchen. Taking notes. So see, all of this, you have not given your design advice. You haven't given them your talent that they're going to pay you for. But you have given them confidence that you're listening, confidence that you have solutions and you know what you're talking about, and you've thrown out a few industry terms that gets them to start to realize, oh, gosh, I, I didn't know about a traffic pattern. I'm so glad I have a designer here. I would have messed it all up. So, so glad I have someone that can teach me about that and that will figure it out for me. So you see how this is a give and take, right? It's back and forth. You're building your worth, you're building um, your services, and you're putting their mind at ease. That has value. Putting their mind at ease, there's so much to that. Um, when I when I work, especially like a, a brand new house, new construction, and we go in um, and they're you know picking your brain, I have no idea where to start. I like to say things like, you know, I could really see some warm colors in here, you know, maybe a, a, a warm gray. Again, they can go try to pick out a warm gray, but you, you know the right gray. You know, I've, I've used a gray um, with a couple of my clients. It was just spectacular. And the lights that you have coming through that window, I think it would be great. But you know what? Let's, let's keep going. Show me the rest of the space. Keeping them moving and building that confidence, giving them sense that you have a plan, you have ideas. Now, here's where it gets tricky. There's a lot of little tricks that I have for this first house call. 
they're going to get excited, like I said. They want to show you everything. So they said they're going to have you there for the living room and the kitchen. You get done looking at the living room and the kitchen, and I'll say, hold on, can I just show you my bedroom up here? Let's go see the bedroom. Before you get down that rabbit hole where you're seeing the entire house and hearing every story about every room, stop and say, so is that a priority? Are we going to work on your bedroom as well for, you know, for this phase of the project? Well, no, but I just think that, you know, down the line, I'll want to work on my master. All right, well, can we, let's just, I really want to stay focused. You know, I like to work on one room at a time right now. So let's stay focused and let's talk more about the living room. I'll get to the bedroom, you know, later, don't worry. But let's stay here and let's keep talking about this space. So right there, you've you've asked them, is this a priority? Well, no. All right, well, then it's just wasting my time, right? If you end up that you have plenty of time left over, say it's only been 30 minutes and you've seen the space, then maybe, yeah, you have time to go up to the master bedroom. Say, all right, well, let's just take a quick look and I'll take some pictures while I'm here. So you go and take a look. No design advice. You're not giving your ideas away. You're just seeing the space and taking pictures. But if they're not going to work on that space, they're not going to pay you for design time, they're not going to buy any furniture that you can mark up and make a profit, then it's just wasting your time. A quick look and some pictures for your file is great, but do not get sucked in to looking at every space in the house that they have no intention of hiring you for. That's that's what that first designer that said she spent three hours there, well, that's kind of her own fault, right? And I trained her and coached her and she didn't do that anymore. Like 45 minutes to an hour, that's plenty of time to see a space. Now, let's say it is the whole house, and they do want every room worked on right away. That's a different story, but you tell them that when you first walk in. Say, all right, now remember, like I said, this is information gathering, and we're here to see if it's a good fit. I'm going to take pictures and measurements. You know, Normally, I spend about 45 minutes to an hour, but since we've got the whole project, this is probably going to be about two hours, all right? So let's get down to it. You're setting expectations. You're letting them know. Just keep repeating that. Keep reminding them. Your time is valuable. You have a system. You have a process. You're going to be leading the whole process. They're showing you their space. So you're setting up that relationship. So you see how important that is. You know, you're establishing that, um, you know, that boundary. You're, you're letting them know I'm not giving you free advice. But, you know, you haven't given your design away. So here's another little trick. Back to, like I said, they'll, they'll say, oh, you know, I just have no idea what to do in this space. I know I want this to be, you know, a beautiful foyer. I want this to be a really, you know, a beautiful first impression, but I just have no idea. I mean, what should I do? Again, you, there are a million different ways you could go about this, but these are the ways I like to do it. I'll either say, I could see that a focal point would be great, you know, possibly a mirror, but I'll play around with it. I always like to have a mirror by your by your entry. So someone knocks on the door, you can go check yourself in the mirror before you open the door or you're just leaving the house. Um, I've got some ideas, but you know what? I don't want to jump ahead of myself. I have a rule that I don't design yet until we've established your budget and your time frame and your priorities. And, and what if I tell you about something and I can't get it? What if it's discontinued? What if it's so backordered and it's not going to fit in your time frame? Right now, we're just information gathering, but I've got some great ideas. I think I think I have a piece that I, I just have to check. Let's make sure it's in your budget too. But next time we meet, 
I'll have that information for you. What did you just tell them? You told them that, A, we're going to meet again. (laughs) Isn't that exciting? You're building anticipation. Wait till I show you what I found. Confidence in your solution. Confidence in your professionalism. Confidence that you can solve their problem. You're giving them all of that information in just that little moment, that little interaction. So as you're walking through, again, there's going to be so many times, and I hear this from designers, you are so right, Chelsea, you are so right. You know, they'll say, well, what about this? And what about, then look at this powder room. Depending on your time, depending on, on, you know, the scope of the project, do not be afraid to say, no, so this is part of the project right now? You want to start working on this right now? Well, no, 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 that'll be probably next year. All right. I'm just going to take a quick picture and then we'll get back to it. Don't worry. I won't forget about it. I'm going to make a note right here, but let's get back to the projects we're working on now. So you just keep redirecting them. Keep redirecting them. Once you get down to the end of of this whole meeting, that's where you're going to go over your paperwork. That's where the best transition, uh, because it's awkward, right? Now we're going to talk about money. Now we're going to talk about contracts. The best transition is usually, for me, it's like, all right, so this is great. I love it. I've got some great ideas. Let's sit down. We'll go over the paperwork. This is the not fun part, you know, but part of business, right? Let's sit down and I'll go over my contract and we'll talk about how how I work with my clients. That's that segue. Again, it's letting them know I am a professional and this is the way we do things. And you're going to sit down. You're going to go over the chat. I won't go into it today because it's a whole big thing. Um, but the chat is this conversation where, you know, I've, I've worked out all of the typical hiccups that come about at this first house call. All of these things that, um, these are problems that designers typically have worldwide, anywhere you are. It's clients that want you there hoping for the free advice. Clients that really don't have money or the desire to work with a designer, but they thought, well, I'll just see if I, you know, see what they say, see if I can get something out of it. Um, This is where you establish my time is valuable and I expect to be compensated for my time. And, um, you know, I'm going to set out a calendar. We're going to sit down with the calendar. We're going to go through it and decide when you want your completion date and what is realistic, what furniture we can get. Oh, now that upholstery, custom upholstery is 28 weeks. So we have some tough conversations, but... All of that is wrapped up in the chat. It's letting them know that I'm not going to let you take advantage of me. That, you know, this is a, a relationship that that I have control of because I'm the professional. Um, but I, I need honesty from you. I want to make sure you're not taking advantage. I want to make sure you're not going to steal my ideas. I want to make sure that you know, when we're finished with this project, you you have respected me and I've respected you. And it's all wrapped up into this little conversation that you have. And then you talk about your contract. And this is a question I do get a lot. Um, as an independent designer, the way that I teach, the way that I worked, you have this 45 minutes to an hour conversation or, uh, you know, first house call. And then you sit down for your chat and we go over all of these little scenarios about, you know, time frame, budget, priority, because that's key. You cannot leave without having those three things. And then you get to your contract. And my contract, like I've said in the past on the, the podcast where I talk about pricing, 
I, I have all of the, the professional disclaimers, the legal disclaimers about things that you're not responsible for back orders. You're not responsible for um, discontinues. You know, you're not responsible if something's stuck on a ship <laughs> coming from China right now. It's not your fault. And you're not, you're not going to refund money because of that. You're not going to give them anything back that you still expect to be paid. All of that, all that legal stuff is in your contract. But the important part is the pricing. And, uh, you know, I won't go into it at length because, again, we have other podcasts that are about pricing. But I I do like package prices because I hate to count every minute of the day that I've thought about the project or worked on the project or met or called. It's too much work. So I have package pricing. And I've already figured out as my business, based on my experience, like I said, right, your location, what the going rate is, I've decided what my package price is and how much of that that price, that if I took a deposit today and I got ready for my touch base appointment in just a few days, and if you remember, the touch base appointment is this or that, you haven't really designed, you've brainstormed, but you're still digging as to what their style is and what what their priorities are. I want to collect enough deposit that if I got to my touch base or even the presentation and they bail on me, and they say, you know what? My husband said I can't spend any money. Or, you know, something happened. My mother's, you know, gotten ill and I need to put everything on hold and I need to go work with her. I've been compensated for the time that I've spent during that week putting together a presentation for her. I feel so, – so I used to charge $1,500 for a room and I would usually just take half of that, half of that up front. So the getting ready for that touch base – Again, and even at the presentation, you're not giving out SKU numbers. You're not giving out brand names. You're not giving out anything that they can take and steal. I feel like my time has been covered. If they walked away, it's really, I didn't lose anything because my time has been covered. At that final presentation, that's where I get the other half of my design fee. That's where I collect the other half. And you explain it to them. Say, all right, now I charge $1,500 per room and that's for me to create this design. I'll do a rendering. I'll do a floor plan. We'll finalize your your color palette. I'm going to select pieces and an accessory package. And when we have the presentation, that's where I'll collect money so that I can order everything that we've decided on and I'll collect the remainder of my design fee. I don't wait till the end to collect my design fee. There will be other things they're going to have to pay for at the end. There's always delivery. There's always some leftover, um, you know, shipping charges. There's always some accessories you brought in that they hadn't paid for yet. You just want to see if you like them. Uh, There's other things at the end that they will pay for. But right now, if I'm going to start doing the work to order the items, to the paperwork, the POs, the tracking, getting everything coordinated, all of that, that's a whole nother, you know, that's a lot of work too. I want to be compensated now before I start doing all of that work. So I do collect half of the design fee at that first meeting. Again, think about it. It it lets you know if they're serious. It lets you know if they're actually going to go through with this. You know, put your money where your mouth is. If they're willing to pay you half of that now, fantastic. And I've never had someone that wasn't. If you do that whole first house call correctly, You've given them all that advice and that peace of mind and confidence. They'll be happy to pay you half of your design fee. 
And it gives you a little money in your pocket so you feel good about it. Okay, I'll go to the next step. And then when you get your second chunk of that, all right, I feel good. Now I'll do the work to pay or to to do all that work that, um, you know, that she's just paid me for. But one little caveat in this, in my system, again, I still make more money on the uh, the very end when it comes to the accessories and things like that. Uh, and also um, when you have marked up products, sometimes that income comes later. But you have to charge enough that even though you're collecting this money up front, you may be spending six months, you know, six months with this client. You have to feel good that the money I'm collecting, I can spread out as my income <laughs> over that time. I hear more designers that they'll get, you know, two months into a project and say, I'm just not making enough. Remember that big chunk of money that you made up front? You've sort of forgotten about that. You got paid ahead of the work. That's that's something that you have to to be organized about. You have to have your budget lined up. You have to be really careful of your time. You have to not waste time. That's the only way that you're going to feel good about the m- amount that you charged. Now, there are a few little uh, examples or, or, or uh, you know exceptions. Let's say it is a whole house. Let's say it is a massive project and it might be a year. Well, your design fee could be $30,000. With that in mind, uh, you know, unless this is a project where they have the $30,000 up front, which which I've done before and that does that's, that's a possibility, but usually I'll break it up into three payments or four payments or um, monthly payments so that it's a little more digestible and it kind of helps me budget my own money. And it lets me spread out my income. It's kind of like, um, you know, I know teachers are paid sort of in chunks in the summer and you've got to spread that out for three months. You're not getting a weekly paycheck. I don't know. Things may have changed, but but it, it's being responsible with your income because you don't want to feel like they've already paid me this amount and I'm still working. What am I working for? It's because you got paid up front. So that that is one of those things. And, and I have to just keep reminding designers, remember they paid you $10,000, you know, three months ago? Well, that was for this. You should have had, you know, your other uh, income streams in place. You should have had project furniture that you're marking up. You should have another design project that you're already starting that you have lined up in your pipeline and you've collected a fee for that. As you go through, you find ways to balance that out. But it's all wrapped up in this first house call. It's so important. So a couple little stories. I told you about the uh, feng shui and that she should have noticed that that client had, you know, treasured sculptures of the Virgin Mary, probably not do her entire design around Eastern philosophies and feng shui. Uh, There was another time where I was working with a new designer and we went in. It was a relatively younger couple's house. And now this is really dating it because uh, I looked at their CD rack. They had a big tower of CDs. I don't do that anymore. And we were working on a family room that was going to be where they entertained and the designer, I could see a path she was going down about putting in a bar. Like, oh, I could, like, if you, we could, and I, I was like, boop, 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 boop. their entire music rack was Christian music and, you know, it, lullabies for their kids. These were not party people. These are not, I would not suggest a bar to a couple that clearly, they're not big partiers. On the flip side, <laughs> I went to that crazy guy's house that um, wanted me to, design uh, bedding that looked like a cloak from a Viking that he had just come back from a hunt and 
tossed down. And he talked about the crazy parties he had and the women that he invited and that in his front family room, he wanted to open up the walls, at, you know, big sliding stacking doors so that he would go out to his patio. He could have pool parties. For him, I would design a bar, right? We are going to have some crazy accessories. We're going to shelves for his tequila collection. But those are things that I noticed on the first house call. And if I hadn't picked it up, I wasn't going to nail my presentation. Everything matters. Let's say you notice, uh, this was another client I had in California, and she had a huge collection of Louis Vuitton bags. Some of them were the hand-painted, very expensive bags. She drove a really flashy car. All right, with her, just because I noticed it, I talked a lot about name brands of furniture. This is the this is the sofa that Ashton Kutcher had. You know, she clearly cared about letting people know her worth, letting people know the money that she spent. So that was important. You know, other other families again, like I said, if they have their toys spread out, they're not going to care about. They don't want white furniture. They don't want white carpet. They don't want glass coffee tables. So you don't even go there. Even if you walked in and you thought, this is a great, it'd be so beautiful to have this big glass coffee table. Stop. You see the kids' toys strewn everywhere. You better stick with a padded ottoman <laughs> or the very least a wooden, you know, soft corner table with lots of storage. You know, everything matters. Just make sure that you notice it. Take little notes. Make sure you take pictures, pictures of everything, pictures of every wall. You can never take too many pictures, pictures of the windows you want drapes up because I guarantee if you miss a measurement, you can go back and say, oh, wait, no, 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 there's only, there's only, looks like about six inches on the side of that window. I can't have a big triple width window panel that's going to cover half the window because there's not enough wall there. But if you hadn't had the picture, you wouldn't have remembered. So it's information gathering. You're setting up the process, the, the relationship you're going to have through, through this entire project, you're setting it all up at the first house call. I just can't emphasize enough of how that, it, how that will really is the cornerstone of the entire project and how possibly the next six months or year of your life is going to be structured. So set it up correctly. Establish yourself as the professional. Take charge but letting them know I'm listening. Oh, okay. I, this is about you. I want the house to be about you. It's that balance. You'll get there. You'll you'll practice with a small one and, and work up to a big whole house, but keep practicing with that first house call. See how tight you can get the time down. Make it an hour. Your time is valuable. And if you get done and they're not ready and it's not your client, you've wasted an hour. Like I said, to me, it's more like marketing. You're getting into the house. They're getting to meet you. And if it's an hour out of your time, oh well, small price to pay. But it could be the beginning of a great great project. So take your time and don't design when you're there. Can't say it enough. Keep your questions coming, you guys. Um, I really want to help. Whether you're a new designer or you've been designing for a while and you haven't made the money that you wanted or uh, you know you keep getting taken advantage of or you keep having people steal your designs, all of these things that I'm teaching you are because I've been there. I get it. I've had all of that happen to me. I just started when I was really young. I you know, started when I was 21 and I've learned these lessons. So that's what I want to share. I really want to help you guys not make the same mistakes that I had. 
I want you to jump to the actually making a good living as a designer because it's the best career ever. I just love it. Still love every day getting to be a designer. So thank you guys. And make sure you like down below. Make sure you leave comments. Spread the word. Tell everyone you know that wants to be a designer about us. Um, we're going to stick together and make this a great career. Happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, so stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.